welcome to Vision Scope, a program designed to educate and inform on matters relating to disabilities. My name is Wilbert Williams. Hi there, and welcome to another in the series Vision Scope. My name is Wilbert Williams, and we have another interesting episode lined up for you this week, so stay tuned. We are always glad to have you because we recognize that you have so many choices, yet you chose to download and listen to Vision Scope. And for that, we are always grateful. Recently, King Rocco, Gavin Gopi, and I had a chat with Camille Wellam. Camille is a graduate of the Salvation Army School for the Blind. She told us some of the experiences she had at the school and then went on to tell us about her life's journey and currently how she makes a livelihood. Sit back and listen to this episode and see what you can glean from it. Listeners, Good to be back with you. Um, we had a good break and had some fun, and now we are back with you. We have another guest that we want to introduce to you. She was here some months ago, but the reception was extremely bad, and we decided that we would bring her back because we wanted to hear her story with a good reception. So Camille, welcome to the program. Thank you, sir. And the same to you. Good evening, everybody. Good evening. Good evening. It's a pleasure being on the radio. Yes, Camille. Um, Camille Wellam. She is a graduate of the School for the Blind. And she has been one of those um, belligerent fighters for the rights of people with disabilities. I mean, Camille is not afraid to speak up in no uncertain terms if things are not going the way she thinks they should go. Camille, let's begin. Tell our listeners what you look like. Well, um, first, my name is Camille Wellam. I am a visual impaired person, mother of one child, and my daughter is right beside me every day. I tell her that she's like my 10 children in one. However, <laughs> I am a no-nonsense person. I'm fun to be around. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm very helpful whenever I can help. Yeah. Camille, um, our relationship go way back, but Tell our listeners a little bit about Camille Wellam. Um, you, you, 
you started off at the school for the blind. How old were you then when you first started out at school? Well, without giving away, without giving away school. your age. <laughs> I started out at school for the blind at a tender age of six years old, okay. and I left in 2001. But before I reach graduating stage, my years at school were fun. Mm -hmm. They were a bit of challenges at times, but however, thank God for the school for the blind. Um, if it was for them, I wouldn't know where I would be. Mm -hmm. so, 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 Camille, when you were at school as a young child, what what was life like for a blind girl in school? Give give us give us some of your experiences. We well, like to fast, um, you know. I like to fast. <laughs> well, life for me at school was a normal life. The only thing that we all had eye challenges or we all had problems to see or we were totally blind. When we were in school, we did duties like everybody because school for the blind is a boarding institution. So we did duties like everybody. We learned to tidy up our dorm, learn to clean our bathroom, keep our surroundings clean, keep our shoes clean, you know, comb each other's hair, all of that. And the educational aspect, we learn to read and write, but we learn to read and write in something they call Braille for those who were totally blind and those who had who could see a little. We learn also learned the braille, but we did a large print as well. So we were equipped at school just like any other person. I mean, what, what, what was your favorite subject at school? My favorite subject in school was English language. Yeah, it was English language followed by social studies. Okay. Uh, why social studies? Well, at that time, I thought that social studies taught us about the rights of our country, rights to care, what kind of rights children should have, the function of the mayor, the function of our political representative. It had a little um, current affairs touch to it. So that's why I was so attracted to it. You know, Camille, when when I hear people talk now about schools not teaching civics and all that kind of thing, I'm amazed because we had a good dose of it when we were going to school. We, 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 you know, it was part of the curriculum then. Yes, sir. But um, so what I'm hearing, I hear that they reintroduced it in school. Yes, However, sir, I hear. I However, I don't hear my daughter say to me that, well, they give her civics. So mm. I'm not sure if it's the upper, still upper grade students they give it to or the lower grade students. I'm not sure what is going on, but I am in a wait and see mood where that is concerned. But um, Gavin, because I have Gavin with me, Gavin is my 
my one of my co-hosts. Gavin, don't you think that really civics is important and should be pushed? Yeah, I mean, you see, because cause when I was going to school, that wasn't taught, you know, mm-hmm. that wasn't taught. And 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 Camille Camille can can attest to that. We had no no subject as that on on the curriculum. So and Camille and I we went to school together. So she knows exactly what I'm talking about. You and Camille go to school together. Yes, that's we did. why you that's why you keep so quiet. Your friends don't have your secrets. <laughs> Camille, t- t- no, I want to ask you that. <laughs> Camille, tell us. Now, what was life like when you got to upper school? Well, life at upper school was very challenging because for four of those years, I was a prefect. Mm. And the last year of school for me, which was 2000 to 2001, I was the head girl for school. So it was very challenging getting the students to listen to you at times. But, you know, I commanded respect for the most part of it because I tried to carry out my duty in such a way that I build a special relationship with the students at school. So for the most part of it, I got maximum respect for that. So, Camille, you, we could say in short then that you were a well-behaved girl. Uh, to get to head girl, you have exhibit certain qualities. <laughs> Is, am I correct? Well, yes. But, you know, at times we do slip up as children. Yeah. So yeah. I wasn't, I wouldn't say that I was a perfect child, but I was a well enough behaved child so that I could get the head girl for the school. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'll make this. I'll make this publicly clear, Camille. Like I said, like I said to Sir Will just now, you and I go way back. Camille actually taught me in school. Let me just say that because um, there are times when <clears throat> you know the teachers had meetings or a teacher didn't show up, and as and as as a prefect or head boy, head girl, you know the, the prefects had to, those persons had to you know keep an eye on different classes and she was one of my teachers apart from my actual teacher that's why you keep so quiet <laughs> so... and that is true that's so true Gavin. that's true <laughs> that's why that's oh. why that's why you keep so quiet and the thing is and the thing is one of the hardest things she you know she can also tell you because one of the hardest thing as a child you know is is when you when you grew up when you grew up with somebody and then you know having them you know having to teach you or stay in a classroom with you because i also had that opportunity as well and that experience of you know you know um teaching at school so you know one of the hardest thing then was to you know when she walks into the classrooms she's known as miss wellam but you know on the corridor, she's known as Camille. And one of, one of the hardest things to do is walk up to her and say, hey, miss, 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 whatever your name is or whatever. One of the hardest things to do, the easiest thing to do, Camille, and she's like, I'm I'm not in that position at this present moment. Could you put a miss on my name? <laughs> you know, that kind of stuff. So. Not true. <laughs> so, that's true. She, know, was that's, a, she was a strict 
she was she girl. was she was actually she i mean she stood up for what she knew and 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 that i can attest to okay. and and i i thought you know giving her the head girl or prefect or whatever position she held then was one of the greatest things she could ever have um you know not not because i'm a friend of hers but she deserved it because of of how she conducted herself in school i can tell i can attest to that I mean, don't make him butter you up here. No, I really, no, but she knows. She knows. She knows exactly how truthful I am. Am I not truthful, Camille? Yes, you are very truthful. Exactly. Because of those little leadership positions, I am able to carry out my duty as a mother sometimes, although it is very difficult at times. But boy, I am yeah. telling you, through it all, through my friends and my parents and family and all, I do it. So all right. So tell us now what when you when you left school, what what was life like? What did you decide to do when you graduated? Well, when I graduated from the school for the blind, I thought that sitting at home was not an option. So mm. I heard about the Abilities Foundation. But before attending there, I had schoolmates such as Richard Lodge, Richard Johnson, Kerry and Thomas. You went to school Campbell, with that bunch? And a whole host yeah. of them. What a bunch. <laughs> yes, we did. That yes, went we to did. Abilities <laughs> Foundation. Yes. And I heard about the different programs that you had in place. Mm -hmm. And oh, yes. That's where I also heard about this noble gentleman, Mr. Williams. <laughs> and I decided that, you know, decided to meet that you. when I left school, I would try. Yeah. So I did the test yeah. and I was successful and I was placed in the information technology department mm. where I did a two-year course in information technology and also in the mix was a bit of customer service training. Wow. What, what, what was it like for you being at Abilities Foundation? The work, the work and the, you know, the social aspect of it? Well, at times it was challenging because when you want to do your work on the computer, computer would not give you the service that oh, tell me you about require. Yes. But amidst all of that, you jump over that hurdle or those hurdles mm. and you move on. The social aspect of it, we had two, well, we had some noble instructors at school mm. in the different subject areas. They were very patient with us because you know that some persons learn slower than some, and they were very, very patient with us. And we also had, well, I also had some friends there that, wow, they were, well, some of them were very miserable, but, you know, they were good <laughs> You had a mixed bag. You had a mixed bag. <laughs> Pardon? You had a mixed bag. Yes, a mix, a mix of assorted sweets, yeah. but, you know. It was really a great experience mm -hmm. for me at Abilities Foundation. And 
what I learned or what motivated me is that when you go out there in the world of work as a person with a disability, you have to work double times harder than the person who does have a disability. Mm. And it also motivated me not to give up, put your ability before your disability. Okay. All right. So you, you went to Abilities Foundation and uh, after you qualified, what did you do next? Well, when I graduated from Abilities Foundation, I went to sit at home for a little while. And that little what during that little while when I was sitting at home, I wrote resumes to all over the place. Mm. And even at one point, I called on by Jamaica Council for Persons with Disability. And I was talking to Minette, mm -hmm. Minette Bradshaw. She's mm -hmm. no longer with us. Mm -hmm. God rest her soul. Mm -hmm. And, you know, she was telling me about two options, either the economic empowerment grant mm -hmm. or a training program done by 92 Hanover Street, headed mm -hmm. by Mr. Wilson, Mr. Paul Wilson. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I passed at that opportunity and I learned another skill in caning, cording and wicker. Mm -hmm. And from that, I did not look back. What do you do now? Well, presently, I am a sales rep. I work with Global Stars Foundation. And Global Stars Foundation is a kids charitable organization that helps children with special medical needs. Mm -hmm. So we do different type of fundraising. For an example, we sell nuts. We sell um, African Black, raw black African soap, we sell water, we sell juice, we sell stickers, but we mainly focus on nuts. Okay. You, you, so you, you, you gave up the caning and so to, to do that. What, was there any particular reason? I mean, I mean it sounds like it, has, it, it was more lucrative. Or why? Well, why? yes. Um... Being that you have a child to take care of and you mm. want to take care of yourself in a better light, mm. you want better finances and whatever. So I had to give up the caning to, well, before I started with Global SARS, I actually gave up the caning to do the same sales rep thing, but with a different company by the name of incomparable Jamaica Limited, which is on Spanish Town Road. And that company is being owned by a gentleman by the name of Mr. Justin, Justin Ogilvy. I don't know if it's Ogilvy or Ogilvy. I don't want to mispronounce his name. Yes. But I worked with Mr. Justin from 2019 to 2020, a little after the coronavirus started surfacing in Jamaica. Mm -hmm. That's when he said to me, well, take a break. And when he's ready, he will call me back. But, but is I know a break, is a break, is a break without pay. 
Yes, yes, sir. And I know that that break will be a permanent break. So I just found something else to do. What, what, what do you like about doing this particular work? Because you're out in the sun trying to do business, trying to make money for the company. Uh, what, what is it like? Talk to us about that. Well, the challenging part of it is that people can be very disrespectful and will be very disrespectful because what our work entails, while we are selling the products, we have to have a picture of the child on a piece of, I would say, well, it's a placard, but it's laminated and well put together. Mm. And the type of sickness that he or she has mm. and everything that the company are in whatever way you can contact the company. So when people see us with the placard with the sick child, they call us all sorts of names. They call us Kiama, they call us Steve, them say a lie we are tell. All sorts of things. We go through all sorts of disrespect. Mm. But the beauty about it, out of 100%, Sometimes 80% of the times we don't get any disrespect. Okay. Okay. So you see the rewards for your work out there? Well, yes. And you know the good thing about it, sometimes when I am being disrespected, I remember the good encouraging words of my parents. I remember my daughter. I remember other friends and family members around me. And I also remember the good people who support or even give a word of encouragement or say a prayer sometimes. So those things keep me going. Okay. T tell me now, when you are out there in a situation like that, what is the main thing that keeps you going? Well, the main thing that keeps me going is the grace of God. Grace of God is carrying me through and the grace of God gives me the strength to go on. There are times that I feel like give up and say, well, then, yes, this is it. But when I remember that God is in the midst and he will smile at the storm, I said, okay, then just continue. And even at times I remember I have myself and my daughter to take care of. So I say, okay, then this is what is on the table. So I just have to ignore and move on. Do you, um, do you find that... In, in a job like that, some days sales are down? Or Yes, sir. A lot of times you'll hear, not today. Oh. For an example, if you start out on the road, quite good in the morning and in the afternoon, the rain mm -hmm. starts falling. You then you'll hear well another, a lot of not today. Or mm. if it's the second or the third week of the month you hear a lot of not todays and so on and so forth. So you know that in times of trouble, 
sales are down. And when things are good, sales are up. Is the organization that you work for, are they, are they really promoting themselves other than that through the sales? Because you don't hear much about them on a day-to-day -day well, basis. Our organization is currently on Facebook, and okay. I think we're also on Instagram. But our Facebook, if you go on it and you type in Global Stars Foundation, Global Stars has in two Zs in there, then you will find our organization and the type of work that they do. As a, as a matter of fact, Sir Will, mm -hmm. I was just glancing through my Facebook account a couple of hours ago, mm -hmm. and I'm actually one of their followers on Facebook. Oh, you are? Yes, I okay. am. Okay. Okay. Now, Camille, let's let's talk a little bit about the rights the rights of people with disabilities. You, what? Talk to me about the, what you think is the biggest problem that we face as people with disabilities in this country. The rights of persons with disabilities. We are being denied employment yes we are being denied living accessibility and we are also denied schooling for our children especially those with intellectual disability or autism especially in the primary level we do have schools in the primary level for our students with you know intellectual disability, but those schools are very, very expensive. So you find that a lot of parents, you know, sort of withdraw their children from the primary education. Let's, let's break it down a little bit. Let's look at employment. What are the barriers to employment, would you say? Well, lack of accessibility in what, way? Employees in, what way? In, in what way in what way lack of accessibility in what way okay um there are no wheelchair ramps in most of the business places there are no bright colors on the steps so that persons who are visually impaired or have low vision can know when to step down, when not to step down. There are no sort of, we call it the razors on the steps mm -hmm. to let a blind person know that, okay, step down. There are no talk back devices on the equipments and resources in the workplace. All right. So let's, let's, so let's, let's back up a little bit. Let's back up a little bit because Supposing tomorrow morning, Jamaica had enough money to put in all of those things. And, and I want you to level with me. So, supposing tomorrow morning, Jamaica had money to put in all of these things. Do you think we would have enough people ready for employment? Well, to be truthful, it's a yes and no situation because um, some of our persons with disability, 
they don't have the required skills or academic to take up a job. So it's a yes and no situation. So, so then we, 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 you are saying that a lot more preparation of people with disabilities need to take place for them to be ready yes, for sir. the job market. Um, yes, sir. Why I ask this question, you know, is that sometimes we argue for services, but how many people are going to use the services is questionable, and we need to prepare them to take hold of these services. Um, so, so training, training is not at the desired level. There need to be more training opportunities, you would say? Well, yes, you know, Mr. Will, because all right, Abilities Foundation is there for mm. persons with disability. But, but it's limited. Abilities can hold so much and no more. Yes. So we need other hard institutions to be more equipped yes. for persons with disability. You have yes. UWE and UTEC as the, um, the, the, the academic side of it. Mm -hmm. But we still need some more places to be more equipped for persons with disability. One of the things that baffled me is that is my experience in the heart trust system is that the vocational training center, VTDI, is so inaccessible. Steps, steps, and more steps. Hmm? So it's telling you from the beginning that um, people with disabilities would find it difficult to really function in that kind of settings. How are we going to get around this kind of situation where we, we need to train, yet a lot of the places are so inaccessible? What would you suggest? Well, it's one out of two things, sir. One, see that they put in, put in place an elevator so that persons who are physically challenged can access the elevator, or they put in ramps in their building, whichever one is more economical. Mm -hmm. But you know, some of the situations I've seen, the building takes place literally on a hillside. I don't know if you're following me. So you, you steps everywhere. You, you're stepping down and down and down and down are up and up and up and up, you know, to go to different buildings that are at different levels. Um, so an elevator would not probably even help you unless it's a chairlift of some sort. But I don't know how we're going to get around that. That is a big problem. Yes, it's a very big challenge for you, Mr. Will, because what happened? When VDTI was building, they didn't build with persons with disabilities in, in mind. mind. Yes, you're so, right. So I don't know. It, it's going to be a difficult. It's going to be a difficult task to and correct guess, that. And guess what? 
Utech, Utech isn't much better, you know. Hello? Yes, sir. Utech. Have you have you looked at the Utech system? Well, I've never been to I've never been to um Utech yet, you know, but now that you have you are telling me how it's set up. Mm. Now I know, but I've mm. never been. I only pass it, out by the gate. I've never been on the compound. Some areas of UTEC have the same problem. Not all of them, but some areas of UTEC have the same problem. Well, well, ah, it is really going to be a challenge. Mm -hmm. But I guess we need to, I don't know, um, I don't even know how to solve that puzzle, sir, to be truthful. Mm. What do you still have sight? Do you have some sight? Pardon? Do you have some sight, some level of sight? Can you can you still see? Yes, sir. My sight is still up. Okay. Okay. Um, what, what is it like? Because a lot of people when they have some sight, they're not as easily accepted as when they are totally blind, you know, because people think that them are fake, right? They, 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 nothing is wrong with them. Have you found that to be a problem? Yes, yes, sir. A lot of times, mm. a lot of times, because even sometimes when, all right, because mm. what happened? In the evenings, myself and my daughter would travel because mm. she's on the evening shift and you know how the evening shift situation goes. Mm. And sometimes she would say to them that, okay, there's a visually impaired lady in the line. Could you kindly let her in? Mm. And some people ready for eat her up and say, woman, see her walk up and down, so lie, she tell and whatever, whatever. So yeah. yes, it is real. It's true. Mm. What, what, what can be done about that? What do you think? What? The education level, or what, what should people do to counteract that? Because that's hard to change, isn't it? Very hard to change, but I have seen where Combined Disabilities Association have been doing some level of training with persons, but they don't do it. I don't know if they have done it with the regular civilians, but I know they do it with police and mm. drivers and firemen and, you know, all those persons. So I am not sure if they do it with the regular civilian. All right, but, but you you know, as a, as a visually impaired person, you don't use a white cane on a regular basis. How are people going to know that you have a visual impairment? It's hard for them to recognize that you have a difficulty and that you might need help. Well, to be truthful, sometimes when I cross the road mm. or something, I would ask for help mm. and they would say, okay, come let me help you or they ask why you want the help and I tell them that I can't see properly. Mm, you know, yes. some, most of them will help mm. but there are cases that 
some of them won't. Camille, like how you, you are doing sales on the road. Have you ever experienced a time when people try to pass off wrong money on you? If they know well, that you're not visual. Well, to be truthful, no, you know, Mr. Will, because what happened, I always try to examine my money before I put it away, yeah. you know? And yeah. I always, what I try to do, when I'm putting away my money or the company's money, I verify before I put it in the bag because what happened, I have a coworker that works with me. So oh, she you don't will work tell alone. Me, you don't work alone. No, sir. We work in teams. Okay. Okay. So she will help you to verify. Yes, sir. Hmm. What 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 is the biggest issue you face out there on the road? Accusation. Meaning that they think that you are not blind? No, meaning no. that they think, they think that I am. Yes, sir. How you, how you counter that? How you get around that? Well, I have my T-shirt and my button. My t-shirt and my button and the license from the government certifying that we are licensed with the government. It's on the placard. So okay. we use can show that, that as true. Mm -hmm. And we also have the we have the um the, the scanning thing on it mm -hmm. where you can verify. Okay. So what? If they scan it, it will go. It will go to the to the computer in the office. Is that how it? Yes, works? sir. Okay. Okay. What? How do you manage now in terms of coping? You have been able to raise your daughter to this level, so that now she can be of help to you when she's not going to school. But um, what is life like? Um, in, in, in the home, did you have much difficulty doing what you have to do? Well, um, when she was just born, you know, as a first-time mother, it was difficult, but, you know, as I do what I do and whatever, I get my practice and gradually I will come. Mm. However, during the other aspect of her life, I try my best to do, especially if it's something for the first time, mm -hmm. I try and try and try until I succeed. So it's not so hard. It is the only part of it that is hard to raise her. She don't give trouble, but she keeps talking. <laughs> <laughs> Which, which, which child doesn't do that? <laughs> that is true. And you know, funny enough, you know, I, I went to consultation day in last month. Yeah. And it's that time I learned that she don't give trouble, she keeps talking. Okay. So I classified everything as trouble. But yeah. the teacher said, no, she don't give trouble, she keeps talking. She give well, I said, okay. As long as she give talking, as as she she's, give a, talking she's, a she's on the right path. Exactly. 
because the youngsters are going to question everything that you do or say. That is true. <laughs> you know, uh, what, what, what about the early days with homework as a, as a blind person or as a visually impaired person? How did you cope with all of this homework thing? Because that can, that can be demoralizing, you know. Well, to be truthful, um, I would generally check the books, you know. And to be truthful, most of the times I can't read what she writes. But, you know, I would bring up the super sense on my phone and it would read it. Yes, yes, it would read it. Mm. And then you know, sometimes I would when when it read it and I check back the week before yeah, what go. she did or whatever, mm. I will I would I would know that well then yes, she's doing her homework. So we, we continue for as long as we can. Uh, yeah, so we're traveling with her. So we're traveling with you. And this okay. you you Camille, maybe we could use the opportunity and use you to do our, li our first live outside broadcast. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, Camille, tell us what it's like on a, on, on a what is the bus like? The bus well, that you very, are using now. Very challenging and disgusting Because <laughs> <laughs> right now I'm sitting way to the back of the bus mm -hmm. and, and it is so hot. So those buses in Jamaica, you all have their condition in the buses? Used to, but they are not maintaining them. So they don't function properly? They don't function at all in most cases. Okay. <laughs> wow. okay. But, but, but you are seated. You're not, they, yes, they, sir. I'm way down the back. You don't have many people wait, standing. Wait, wait. Standing now, do you? Yes, well, hold on. Yeah, my mother has a person standing. Oh, well, so you know exactly, you know, that that bus. because everybody wants to get home. Get home, yes, yes, and the bus system is so terrible. Because I am out here from before the program starts, and it's wow. so many yeah, it's now minute. It is now minute to seven. We just get on a bus. Okay, okay. Tell us, tell us now the the, 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 the bus. So the bus service, the buses are. When you are seated, the bus, the seats are comfortable. Yes, in most cases, the seats are comfortable, sir. Mm, okay, all right. So it's been a good experience, Camille. I don't know if Gavin has any more questions he wants to ask you. Not at this present moment. Um, um, I mean, I, I think she has covered a lot. Yes. You know, yes, she has yes. covered a lot within the time. So, frame. what 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 is what of the future for Camille? What do you plan to do in the future? Well, my future is that I would like to have my own business. Mm -hmm. Meaning that yeah, within the same doing the same nothing, but I'd like to have my own business doing the same nothing. Mm -hmm. And I would like to also be a licensed travel travel agent. Ah. So, I am eyeing those two things 
between yeah. now and the next year. Yes. Well, okay. now that you bring that up, Camille, yeah. I'm aware of, of, of the travel agent uh, situation. Doesn't Global Stars also offer that? Yes, yes. I'm going, that's the route I'm going to take. That's the route I'm going to take to get that training. So... Mm. That's 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 a good idea. Yeah, that's the route I'm gonna take to get that training so I can do my own thing. People can book through me or I can, you know. What is what is your daughter's name? Najela Thompson. Najela. N-A-G-A-L-L-A Thompson. N-A-G-A-L-L-A. That's, that's an unusual yes, name. Yeah, unusual. and, and yeah. What does that what does that mean? Well, her name means a champion and also means angel star. Wow. Okay. Okay. Nickname okay. Angel. Well, angel. <laughs> no, no. Go for the top. Go for the top. Go for the oh, yes. for the top girl. Angel. Uh, you know, you know that is beautiful, wise will, you know, at least. Um, a daughter stuck beside her, you know. I mean, yeah, even she's yeah, at work, you know, yeah, here, yeah. here to um, mm -hmm. working along with her mom. That is that's really beautiful. So, question to you, Camila: Are you the only person actually, a, only person who are legally blind, doing this sort of program, or you have other persons as well too, visually impaired, actually does the same sort of? Program? Well, you have um, you have persons who are blind and visually impaired who are in the company, but they don't work on the road. They are. They are not on the road like me. Okay. Why, why do you choose the road instead of being in the office? Well, um, the office is, a, is really a small place, you know, because they had a place in Harpetry at one point, and I don't know what is the cause why the CEO had to give it up. Maybe, so the, rent, maybe the rent too high. <laughs> probably. So she currently operates from home. And her home is a small space, so, and besides that, I prefer working in the open more than in closed. You like to be Can you have a stationary place then, being mobile? Pardon? Can you have a stationary place then, being mobile? Every way, I mean, I'm walking around the place selling stuff. Let's say, for example, you have a shop. How would that be oh, no. in terms of, like, do what you're doing? Well, to me... Um, the shop would be a little slower because you'd have to stay one place. Yeah, confinement. Yes, yes, sir. But if you are, if you if you are mobile, you'll get more sales. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, unfortunately, we're going to have to bring this discussion to a close. But Camille, I'm glad we chose today because we had excellent reception. And despite your challenges, <laughs> we got man. a good program. Eh? Yes, true, so, true. Thank you, and thanks to Najela for putting up with us. <laughs> you are welcome, sir. You are very welcome. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, listeners, we have come to the end of today's program. Goodbye. Uh, bye. And, and I have a blessed best. week and a blessed weekend and have the greatest week of your life and your entire year has made me blessed. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Uh,
If you have any questions or comments regarding this program, please address them to norwill2 at gmail.com. That is n-o-r-w-i-l-l number 2 at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Have a happy and productive week. That's it for today. Join me next time when we will present another in the series Vision Scope. Music was provided by Rennie Williams Jr. Thank you.